Well, but it's uh, <clears throat> gonna start out giving history of the Empress of the Washita. We're gonna um, speak a little bit more about uh, sovereignty. <clears throat> I was on on the other day, and I was mentioning that someone was asking me, asking me questions about sovereignty. <laughs> so I'm gonna finish up. I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce myself uh, for those that don't know me. Most most of my friends today so know who I am. I am um, Solomon Yamani, also known as Dua Mut Ff Reem Rehotep. I'm a student teacher of the Master Teacher. His Excellency Malachi Kubini York, Master of the Heavens and the Earth. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little history first on the Washita, the Washita D. Doug Damania, and the Empress, and I'm also going to speak about the Moore Science Temple of America, as well as um, <clears throat> sovereignty and how this sovereignty has, has become such a hot topic. Um, a, lot of, a lot of our people across America <clears throat> are looking for some relief through this sovereignty piece. And what I, do, what I wanna do is I wanna, I wanna first make some points um, about a sovereign, sovereign tribe, a sovereign tribe. And I'm just using Washita as an example of a sovereign tribe because I've had some experience uh, working with the Washita. Right back, right back. I've had some. I have. I've had some experience working with the Washita, um, being the the former, and let me quote unquote former ambassador to um, the Washita. Uh, I worked in that capacity. Um, back in um, 2008 2007 so i've i've had some 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 inside experience working with the with the washington nation so i'm just i'm going to give you a little just brief history uh on the on the empress of the washington her highness verdiasi tierra washington turner golston l bay her highness empress of the washington heir of the ancient empire for over 30 years <clears throat> she has fought the state of louisiana corporation united states almost single-handedly to get the land back that was illegally annexed in 1993 the state of louisiana agreed to return a portion of the ancient land which encompassed 68,883 acres, approximately 100 and 106 square miles, now called Washita proper. The empress has a title of nobility because she is the rightful heir to the ancient nation, both of the United States government and the state of Louisiana frequently correspond with her addressing her as Empress of the Washita, the ancient ones. A Washita delegation traveled to Geneva, Switzerland in 1993 
to file charges against the United States for acts of genocide against its people to petition the International Court for acknowledgement of the ancient indigenous nation so as to gain autonomy from the United States. In 1992, the, the, Emperor, the Empire Washita D. Doug Damania received international recognition as a sovereign nation and officially became known to the United States as indigenous nation number 215. So all of this, all of this has been recorded. Uh, this is this has been recorded and, it, and, it's, and it's a fact and you can research it for yourself. Um, the 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 empress, she was born. She was born May 4th, Thursday, 1927, May 4th, Thursday at high noon. And her mother, uh, her mother is Anna Frankie Jade. And her father was Fred Houston, Washington. Um, so the, 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 the Empress, for those that haven't, haven't done any research on her, she, she, she's done a lot of, she's done a lot of work to put, put this, uh, sovereignty together. And, and most of the tribes were, were, were directed to come under the Empress because they were recognized as the oldest indigenous tribe in North America. And I mentioned about, <clears throat> about uh, Poverty Point, the, the, the mound there, the mound in uh, Epps, Louisiana. Uh, the, the Empress resided most of, spent most of her time in Monroe, Louisiana. But Epps, Louisiana, where Poverty Point is, is the mound. That is, that is the sacred site. Though that is where the the powwows take place. That is that is the sacred site that is that is directly aligned with the heavens. So that was the landmark, um, and that's that's the reason for the name Washita D. Doug Damania. Washita D. Doug Damania, meaning that the Washita dug the mounds. There there's a verse in Exodus. Um, in Exodus chapter 20, it talks about, if you go to Exodus chapter 20, verse 20, so, verse 24, it says, an altar of earth shalt thou make unto me and shalt sacrifice thereon thine burnt offering. So this was a part of the Washita culture was going to that, that mound and making a burnt offering. This is this is the part of the rites of passage for the Washita tribe. So there there was there was there was certain customs that they had as Washita, and similar to uh, the mounds across the country, I, I mentioned the Rock Eagle Mound, which is in Edenton, Georgia, which. Uh, which our ancestors could see because the only way that you you see that that rock eagle mound is a is a is an eagle mound is that you have to climb up a tower and once you climb up that tower and you look down you see that those rocks are in a form of a bird because they, we were we were called the bird people so that was that was the symbolism and then 
I'm going to go to one of the other miles that, that is in Georgia, Omugli Mile. Um, I've, I've been to, to all of the miles that I mentioned. I've actually been to those miles. I've been to Omugli Mile. And you can actually go inside this mound. And this, this was a sacred site. These, these were the landmarks for the sovereign people here in the Americas. Um, so you had the Omugli Mound. You had uh, Rock Eagle Mound, and then we, we have um, Poverty Point, which was also the sacred site for the Washita Nation, uh, right outside of Monroe, Louisiana. Um, it's called Poverty Point. So getting back to um, the, the, the Empress, um, if you look at our seal, on our seal, uh, the United Sabian Nation, it, it Formerly the United, well, we're still the United Nwapia Nation. It says Yamasi Creek, Seminole, Washita. Independence since June 26, 1992, number 215, 1993, 208. So the filings were done by the Empress as well as His Excellency Malachi Kubini York. They did the filings uh, for us as, as sovereign people as Yamasi, as Washita, and there was a link between those families. You had the Turners, you had the you had a Ben York, uh, him and Sakajawea had a child together, and she was and uh, Ben York was the half brother of of the Empress. They had the they had the same father. So the York was a part of the ancient ones as well. And they, the emperors used the name ancient ones to reference the, the longevity, the longevity of those of that bloodline. And in her book on page 19, <clears throat> she says, yes, it is true that the people of our nation have been mobbed. The empire has been robbed. We are an ancient people. Aunt Frances lived to be 125 years old. Aunt Delilah lived to be 128 years of age. They buried Grant at the age of 130 years. And he proved himself to be 150 years old. My cousin Alice is 122 years of age. My cousin Susan is now 112 years of age. Our own grandma, the black Cajun queen empress, 117 years of age. So when you hear that term, that term ancient ones, they were called ancient ones because they, they lived to be 100 years of age or more. So that's that was one of that's 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 what her book is titled, Return of the Ancient Ones. And her book is out there. You can probably you know find it on the Washita uh, website if you want to read the history. So most of the history is in her book, and then we have our own book that the Massachusetts put out called Let's Set the Record Straight. And a lot of the history of the Washita and the Mali, the the um, the, the Malians that came here, um, it, it speaks about them and how they came in and mixed in with the Washita.
But one of the points that I want to establish as, as I'm speaking about the empress is that the government was a matriarchal government. And it was, it, was, it was a government of women, a society ruled by women. That's why you always had an empress. And the same thing with the, with the Iroquois, with the Iroquois constitution. It was a government that was ruled by women. They called it a petticoat government uh, because the women always ruled. And in, even in some of, our, some of our ancient teachings, when you go to the Pataraks, it, it speaks about how the women, the women were respected. The woman, the woman, whatever the woman said, it, it went because we were a matriarchal system. Uh, the woman uh, let the men sit in their council. So we were always a matriarchal society here on, on here in Americas and also in, in Africa. They were matriarchal societies where the woman ruled. So the first point that I need to establish with those that are trying to establish themselves as sovereigns through UCC or uh, truth in writing paperwork is that the, the sovereignty comes in line when you're tied in with a tribe with that has a land that has that has landmarks on their land that has women and children on that land because the sovereignty comes through the, the feminine um, as the feminine is the first person that initiates you because you come out of triple darkness, triple darkness. We all come out of triple darkness, which represents the, the womb of the woman. And that is, that's the first person that initiates you. That's your first rite of passage is through your mother. And then the birth ceremony would be the second rite of passage. And then your name and ceremony would be the third rite of passage. So all of these play a role in your sovereignty uh, in terms of you being a part of a sovereign nation, uh, whether it be Yamasi, Washita, Seminole, Creek, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It ties in to the tribe. And, and that's why Baba said he built Tamaray as close to Rock Eagle Mound as possible. And that was the closest he could, he could build it because it was a, it was a sacred land. It was a landing site for the ancestors. Uh, and those birds were markers for them to, to come down because there was a, there was a connection. And, and another thing that we have to establish is that the blood, the, 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 the blood types, you know, the O positive, the A positive, the B positive, we all had those blood, those positive blood types. And you had the, the Pleiadians that have the negative blood types, the RH negatives, the, 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 all of the negative blood types, all of our positive, all of our blood types were positive. So we were linked in by blood, but it, 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 it lined us in with the positive blood types because we know that we know that our ancient ancestors had O positive, right? All right. So, it's important that we establish the the blood types of sovereign people being that of positive blood types. You know, you have these different shows come on talking about ancient aliens. And 
they repre- they 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 talk about these makasus having these RH negative blood types, which ties them in with certain people. If you take um, the the Dogon, for example, they they say that they came from 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 the stars, that they're star people or stellar people. We teach the same thing in our culture that we we're stellar people, we're star people. We teach the same thing, and that we have. Uh, we have a link to our ancestors, and, and 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 in order for you to line yourself with sovereignty, you have have you have to have that link to your ancestors, your ancestors. That's that what's that that's that stabilizes your sovereignty. That's the the stability of your sovereignty, or the 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 authenticity of your sovereignty is through your your genetics, through your bloodline. You see, it, it, it works that way. It's uh, you, you, you have people that are pushing uh, sovereignty paperwork and they're they're selling it to people for large amounts of money. And they t- they're, they're making people jump through hoops, basically. OK, the first thing you have to do, they tell them is you have to go file it in the newspaper. So you have to put you have to put it and make it public that you're you have filed a UCC that you're a sovereign now so you file it then they tell you you have to go and file it with the state you live in and then they tell you uh, you're going to get a million dollars for your birth certificate and then they tell you you have to resend all of your documents so let's say that you've done you followed the instructions to the letter you've resended your birth certificate you've resended your social security card You've rescinded your passport. How do you move outside of the country now? If you have no passport, how do you move outside of the country? Let's just say, for instance, we needed to make a mass exodus, and and you filed your sovereignty paperwork, and you rescinded out, you rescinded all of your documents. How do you move outside of this country? You you wouldn't be able to move outside of the country because you've rescinded all your documents. So you, you can't move. You're a sovereign now. You're 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 off was was off the so-called grid. How do you how do you um, function and take care of your family as a man if you rescinded all your documents? And most of the brothers that are going out here doing this sovereignty paperwork are brothers that are are not real men because most of them are doing it to avoid taking care of their children, uh, paying their child support. Uh, so most of them work on the table or they out there hustling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or they, 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 they want to live lawless. Um, uh, a lot of the people that I've seen that were walking through those things back in 1999, when this whole sovereignty piece was first introduced to me, uh, back in 99, and I saw people doing it and they were taking it and fouling their houses and, and different things like that. And these were elder people that were already in their late 60s and 70s. They were filing every all of their house and all of their property under UCC. And they started losing their properties. And they just started losing everything. So I haven't heard of a lot of successful cases. Now, there may be somebody sitting here listening to me right now that's already filed their UCC paperwork. And to them, it may be the best thing since sliced bread. However... There's a lot of people that ha- that have done this UCC paperwork that that have been bamboo- bamboozled, hoodwinked, 
and they they've received no benefit from it. So for those that have filed it, that have received their million dollars, I mean, make it known. If you have something good to say about UCC and you filed one and you can give testimony, just make it known right now. Post it. Post it. Let me know. Post it on post it on this uh, this live chat after I finish the chat and post it and, and give me your testimony on your experience with filing the UCC and, and how it's made your life better. How has UCC made your life better? And what does it mean to you? Why do you need it? And how do you use it? Because most of the people that I've seen using it have have failed. And I'm in I'm in Chicago, so I can't speak for any other place other than Chicago and the people that that that, that I've been in, that that I've come in contact with. And my experience was with people that were working under the guidance of the Empress of the Washita. All right. They were working, they were working with her. So there was people um, that were around the Empress and that were coming around the Empress that were opportunists, so to speak. So you had people that were joining the Washita from the Moore Science Temple. And we know that the Moore Science Temple is a religious corporation. The Moore Science Temple of America is a religious corporation. It's not a sovereign tribe. It's not a sovereign nation. The Moore Science Temple of America is a religious corporation. All right. So we first let's establish that because you have you have Moors that say, oh, you, you got to know you got to know your law. You got to practice your law, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then they use this UCC piece and they they're they're um, they're selling it to people. And they're telling people, in order for you to be uh, a sovereign, you you have to be a Moor. And you don't necessarily have to be a Moor. If someone, if someone comes up to you and you're a Christian and, and they want to sell you UCC paperwork and they give you the whole spiel about it and they tell you you have to be a Moor to do it, that's not true. Anybody can file a UCC uh, paperwork. So you don't necessarily have to be a Moor. Uh, I was over, I overheard a conversation, two brothers talking. And the brother was saying, well, in order for you to follow UCC, you got to be a Moor. That means you got to be a member of the Moor Science Temple. And you know that the Moor Science Temple of America here in Chicago, you have different fractions. You don't just have one Moor Science Temple in Chicago. Because when, when Prophet Noble Drew Ali made his transition, you had Mealy Eel, one of the Grand Sheiks, who was appointed by Noble Drew Ali. And then you had Johnny Givens Eel, uh, who was his driver. And then you had C. Kirkman Bay that set up his home thing. Um, so you have different fractions of the MST of A, the Moore Science Temple of America in Chicago. So therefore you have, you have uh, different uh, you have different points of view uh, in terms of how they see themselves or who has the actual right of Noble Drew Ali's seat or his, his station. And from the documentation that I have, it says that Emilio was the, was the rightful heir to Noble Drew Ali's seat. And the only reason that I'm bringing up the Morris Science Temple, because we had 
a lot of Moorish Americans that went down to Washita proper in, in Monroe, Louisiana, and they started working with the empress. But these Moors that were working under and working with the imp empress had their own personal interests in benefiting from being parts of the Washita and basically doing their own thing. They weren't, they weren't trying to follow a matriarchal system as was put in place by that, that, that is the law of the Washita. They were trying to put in place and incorporate a religious corporation into a sovereign tribe. And the Washita, the Washita nation is not a religious corporation. It's, it's a sovereign nation. And you can't say that, okay, I'm a Moor from the Moor Science Temple of America, and I'm coming in and I'm going to institute all of these things from this religious corporation and change what's already been established for, for, for thousands of years. Because the, 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 the Washita date back 3000 BC. They, they were already here. They were here when the, when, when, um, when the when the when the Moors or the Mali Moors came over and they, they used the M U U R and the Moors used the M O O R. So that point has to be established that the Washita is a sovereign nation, the Moor Science Temple of America is a religious corporation. So you can't say I'm in the I'm in the Moor Science Temple of America and you know I'm a sovereign. And because the Moor Science Temple is is not is not a sovereign nation, it's it's a religious, it's 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 and they practice and they they practice Islam or Islamism. Uh, they they have their there's there's certain books that they read, the Circle Seven, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They have all of their they have their own constitution. The Washita has its own constitution. Any 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 nation is going to have a constitution. That it that it follows, and the Washita had his had his own top its own constitution, which was not um, which was not the the constitution of the Moor Science Temple of America. So, um, a brother asked me a question the other day. He asked me about the sovereignty, and 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 we have many of our brothers and sisters living down in the islands, and I don't know uh, in Jamaica, in Trinidad, and Barbados, and. People, people, I'm not going to mention any names, but people here in the States are selling people in the islands, Washita, I mean, not, they're selling people sovereignty paperwork and they're charging them thousands and thousands of dollars. Now, some of these people are part of uh, the Sabian nation and they're, they, they, they have been taken advantage of by these people selling this uh, sovereignty paperwork. It is UCC1 paperwork. So I don't know how they're being that um, they're outside of the Americas because they're on some island. So the, the reason for me doing this video is to warn the people in those in those in those uh, islands like Trinidad, Jamaica and Barbados that the, the sovereignty paperwork that they're filing for you, it's 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 really of no benefit. It's 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 frivolous. It's it's like whatever they're promising you. They're promising you something that's, 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 that's not going to have any benefit to you. And I know that there's a there's a so-called chief that's uh, influencing people in Trinidad and, get, and, and charging them money to uh, do these uh, UCC1 filings in this, in this sovereignty paperwork. And the thing is, is this person that's doing that, he's doing it for his own personal gain. 
He's doing it to put money in his pocket because that person that's selling you that paperwork cannot uh, do, do any paperwork for you and make you a sovereign through this, these UCC1 documents. They, they can't do that. You know, they, they, their whole mission is to, is to enrich themselves and enrich themselves off your hard-earned money. So stop giving these people your money because what, what they've given you, you can take and, and it's like toilet paper. I mean, it's, it's really, it's like toilet paper. You can take and wipe your, you know, wipe your ass with it. It don't mean nothing. I mean, it's, it, it, it really doesn't mean anything. It's, it's not going to help you uh, advance yourself. It's not going to extend to you um, um, any any uh, million dollars. You know, it's, it's not going to be uh, instantaneous payday when you do this, this uh, sovereignty paperwork. Um, um, I, I was I was talking about some of the points uh, on yesterday of how this 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 paperwork, this sovereignty paperwork is is put together. And one of the brothers here in Chicago put out put out this paperwork. And I'm just I'm just going to read a little bit of it. Um, and it says, whereas I, John Doe, am not a man made created entity, a corporation, a franchise, a subject of Britain, a British Commonwealth, the British Isles, the United Kingdom, or the Holy Seas, a citizen of England, a citizen of the United States, a 14th Amendment citizen subject to the jurisdiction of the United States, a citizen of America, a resident citizen or subject of any earthly territory, kingdom or land, whereas I, John Doe, am a child of the cre creative force, Elohim, who created everything that is, was, or shall ever be, an heir of the great mother, Elohim. And therefore, my citizenship is on the soil while a sojourner on this earth. I exist on the, on the land commonly known as Illinois, a republic, April 18th, 1818, where the land will forever belong to the people, being established by we the people. Mother Elohim, who created all land and owns all land, is sovereign, and so am I sovereign. Whereas I, John Doe, am a real life and blood living, breathing soil, providing that I am not a corp corporation and that I do not belong in the courts of the corporate corporate fictions. The entities named below are corporations, and I hereby negatively aver their existence. City of Chicago. Uh, Cook, Cook County, County of Cook, State of Illinois, District of Northern Juris, Ju, Judicial District of Illinois, Washington, D.C., United States Federal Corporation, United, United States, U.S., USA, United States District Court, and all British Bar Associations and attorneys, lawyers, counselors, judges, etc., etc., etc. 
And this this is how uh, this solvency paperwork reads. This is this is uh, one of the brother one of the more brothers from the Moore Science Temple of America put this paperwork together uh, prior to 1999, um, and it was shared with me in '99. And to this day, in 2020, people are still uh, filing these UCC paperworks uh, with with the promise of it making them sovereign. Right back, brother. With the promise of, of making them sovereign, so what what I'm saying that that those that <clears throat> that are already members of, of of certain indigenous tribes, be they Yamasi, Creek, Washita, Seminole, Cherokees, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, your 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 sovereignty comes through that tribe. You know, if you're under the umbrella and protection, so as as a sovereign, you have you have a government, you have a constitution. You 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 have um, you have different things that your government or your sovereign government provides for its citizens and its subjects. Uh, it's 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 a system that that has been been in place all the way back to uh, you know us setting up the the constitution of the of the Iroquois. So you know we've always had uh, a sovereign governments in place. That has nothing to do with uh, UCC uh, uh, filings, and I, I hope that I'm, I'm making this uh, plain as possible because I know that um, you 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 have people that have been doing this. Um, for example, you had people in New York uh, that were selling a lot of sovereignty paperwork in the early '90s. I don't know if they're doing it now. But I knew of people in New York that, that were doing it. And what they this is what they would say about the people that were coming to them to get the paperwork. They would say, well, oh, I got 10 more crash dummies because the people that were selling it hadn't even filed the, the sovereignty paperwork themselves. They were they were using they were using people as crash dummies and they were calling them crash dummies because they weren't filing the paperwork themselves. They were letting other people go out and file it and do it to see what would happen. And this is what they thought of people that were coming to them, paying them three and four and five thousand dollars for UCC paperwork. So they, they don't really care about uh, the welfare or the soul or the or the families of of these people. You know, they're they're just doing it for financial gain. They're not doing it to help anybody. To them, it's all about the dollar. It's all about them making money and en enriching themselves uh, at the expense of somebody that didn't have, you know, four or five thousand dollars to give. Uh, in return, they thought that they was going to get a million dollars and all of this, all of these monies. So one of one of the thing, one of the other things that I was pointing out on yesterday was um, I didn't I didn't have the legal term on, on yesterday, but I have the legal term now. It's called uh, the doctrine, uh, the doctrine of discovery, um, the doctrine of discovery is what it's called. Uh, the British grant to cobalt take possession of lands in spite of occupants currently residing there. Uh, discovered people were to be subjugated and brought into faith. Christian powers viewed indigenous people as lawful spoils or prey of their civilized conquerors. So you had the Catholic Church 
pushing this doctrine doctrine of discovery on indigenous people all over the planet. Um, and they they would go in and they would basically uh, come in, come into places like here and they would plant their their flag and they would put in place things like the black codes to stop indigenous people from buying land and stop indigenous people from doing different things. And this was put in place by the Catholic Church. It's called the Doctrine of Discovery. You can go on the Internet and look it up. Doctrine of Discovery. And they they the Catholic Church has done this all over the planet in 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 uh, working with the with with the with with the British. They have done this all over the planet. So you see these missionaries come in, and they say that I'm God represented. I'm God's representative on Earth, and they plant their their flag. And they've done this. They've done this worldwide. They've done it in Africa. They've done it here in America. They've done it all over the planet. And they've, they've basically just, they disseminated uh, a lot of the, the indigenous people's culture. Uh, some of you have probably uh, read the book, The, uh, the Trail of Tears. Um, and, and with that, during that period, what they were doing is they were creating these records or roles of different uh, families that were indigenous. And if some of you go and do your own research, you'll find out that a lot of your family were already part of some of these indigenous tribes. Um, some of you, some of your families were already a part of, of some of these indigenous tribes, especially those from the South, like, you know, North Carolina, yeah. and South Carolina, and in the Tennessees, and in um, different places like that. Uh, a lot of us were, were already indigenous people because a lot of our ancestors were, were, were already here. Uh, remember the Omax and the and the um, and some of the Africans they walked over here and vacationed over here, and at some point you had the the mixing of the Asian and the African that brought about your uh, your Native American, uh, your Native American. But you had indigenous people that were already here, like the Washita, uh, for example. Uh, so you know we've we've been here and we've been sovereign for some time. So there, there's no need for someone to go out and uh, file a UC, UCC1 paperwork and say, okay, now I'm solving because I have the paperwork. Um, how do you protect the paperwork? Uh, because one of the things that, that people contend is that now I have my UCC paperwork that, um, that, um, that, um, that 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 I can't be arrested. That I don't have to pay taxes. That I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. And 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 that's not a good reason for resending all of your documents. Uh, I don't I don't see that as a good reason. Uh, that I don't know, brother. I don't know if he re I don't know if he rescinded the doctrine of discovery now. But see see what happens is what you what you have to realize is that if you if you go um, if you travel around the country. Or you travel around the world. Um, I was in Ghana, uh, and I went up. I was in the um, the Ashanti Kingdom, and I, they have a museum there where the Ashanti King lives. And in, inside the museum, they have all of the uh, former kings of the Ashanti Kingdom. And what I noticed uh, that took me back was that all of the popes. Of those of those kings had 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 visited the uh, the Ashanti, 
and they had they have an alliance with the um, with the Catholic Church, and I, and I saw a very disturbing video with the um, current Ashantihini uh, uh, chief of the Ashantihini, which is um, which is in Kumasi, which is in West Africa, and he was doing some sort of ritual or ceremony inside a Catholic church. Now, you know that 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 really took me back because you have the Catholic Church that that has that's, that has propagated this doctrine of discovery all over the world, and you know even in even in West Africa they have their churches. You you go into certain areas in the mountains and you you have a Catholic church, and they you have a Catholic church on you know in in the mountains and they own all of this land in Africa. It's not just you know the the, the, um, the uh, Asians that that are in Africa. You, you know you have the Catholic Church that's all over Africa, and they have ministries and churches set up. Set up. You have the um, you, you have the um, Church of Latter Day Saints. You know all over Africa, prop propagating uh, Christianity, and and what they're doing is they're they're um, they're um, they're indoctrinating these these people. And they're 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 taking away their 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 ancient culture and their connection to their ancestors, and replacing it with with their holy Bible and, and Jesus Christ. And they're de they're debasing these people and and robbing them of their souls. Basically, you know they're 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 selling their souls to the Catholic Church, and it's it's, it's an unfortunate that is that is that is happening in Africa because we know that that Africa was um, colonized by the British. You know the British colonized Africa, and one of the, one of the things that the, that the uh, British were, was trying to do is they were trying to acquire all the sacred artifacts of the Ashanti Kingdom, namely the golden stool, which descended right out of, right out of the heavens. Um, this this is this is the British, and they have set up you know the Odd Fellows Lodge right there next to the Cape Coast dungeon or the castle where they had missionaries on top of that dungeon that would put these Africans under spells, would put these Africans under spells and give them new names and ship them off to the different islands and ship them off to the different Americas. So, uh, you know, Africa was colonized too, you know, they, they were colonized too by the British and they were put under spells and a lot of them were still under the spell. A lot of our people are still under the spell, um, and and we, we we have to reconnect with our ancestors. You know, we have to reconnect with our ancestors. I looked at one of the uh, uh, one of the one of the charter, not one of the charters, but one of the certificates of one of the one of the chiefs or kings that had been initiated into the Oddfellow Order uh, there in. Um, in Ghana, and, and it had the Queen of England on the front of the certificate. Uh, and we know that the 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 the, uh, the Grand Lodge of England, you, you know, is one of the largest Masonic lodges, largest Masonic orders in the in the in the world. You know, they have thousands and thousands of members all over the planet. Um, and 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 we know where Prince Hall comes from. They were they were chartered by the Europeans as well. The African Lodge in Boston was chartered by the Europeans, and they, uh, 
it, you know, in the Masonic Lodge, when you get up to the 33rd degree, they call it the Sovereign Grand Inspector. So you have you have brothers, you have African-Americans here in America that are joining the Masonic Lodge with the with the um, with the benefit of they want the benefit of becoming a sovereign through the Masonic Lodge. Um, and, and, and that's not. That's not that's not a, a form of real sovereignty either, because it's not through your birthright. It's not through your bloodline. It's not through uh, your genetics. So um, there was a brother who was Prince Hall, and he told me once he linked up with the Washita that he really felt the, uh, the the sovereignty and that the sovereignty was real, uh, realer than what he experienced when he went to Mecca. And and um, went through that 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 whole process of becoming a sovereign grand instructor uh, of the Scottish Rite. So, um, just wanted to put that out there. Um, I I don't I think I've I've covered everything that I that I need to cover at this point. Um, there's a lot more that I wanted to share, but I think I think that um, I've done my best. I've hoped that. This this helps someone, um, and and that that was the purpose of me doing this video uh, is to help people that that are in the process or are considering filing a uniform commercial code. If if you are a member of the United Sabian Nation worldwide, there's no need for you to file sovereignty paperwork. If you're a member of the Washita uh, tribe or the Seminole or the, or the Creek or the Yamasi or any of these sovereign tribes, there's no need for you to file sovereignty paperwork uh, because it, it, it tells you right on our seal, a government of retained sovereigns, indigenous Aborigine natives. Um, Dr. Malachi Ziyok already filed the paperwork for our tribe. Uh, if you're a member of the Washita, the Empress already is has filed the paperwork. It's already been done. There's no need for you to go and file UCC1 paperwork. You're already a sovereign if you're a member uh, of one of those uh, tribes or if you're a member of the Sabian Nation worldwide. That's all that I have for now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say why do, and, and I hope that this uh, helps somebody. Well, but it's, uh, <clears throat> gonna start out giving history of the Empress of the Washita. We're gonna um, speak a little bit more about uh, sovereignty. <clears throat> I was on on the other day, and I was mentioning that someone was asking me, asking me questions about. Sovereignty. <laughs> so I'm going to finish up. I'm going to, I'm going to introduce myself. Uh, for those that don't know me, most most of my friends today know who I am. I am uh, Solomon Yamani, also known as Dua Mut Afaf Reem Rehotep. I'm a student teacher of the master teacher, His Excellency Malachi Kubini York, master of the heavens and the earth. 
So I'm going to I'm going to give a little history first on the Washita, the Washita de Doug the Maunya and the Empress. And I'm also going to speak about the Moore Science Temple of America as well as um, <clears throat> sovereignty and how this sovereignty has has become such a hot topic. Um, a lot of a lot of our people across America <clears throat> are looking for some relief through this sovereignty piece. And what I do, what I want to do is I want to I want to first make some points um, about a sovereign sovereign tribe, a sovereign tribe. And I'm just using Washita as an example of a sovereign tribe because I've had some experience uh, working with the Washita. Right back, right back. I've had some. I have. I've had some experience working with the Washita, um, being the the former, and let me quote unquote former ambassador to um, the Washita. Uh, I worked in that capacity um, back in um, 2008, 2007. So I've I've had some 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 inside experience working with the with the Washita Nation. So I'm just I'm going to give you a little just brief history uh, on the on the Empress of the Washita, Her Highness Verdiasi Tierra Washita Turner Golston L. Bay, Her Highness Empress of the Washita, heir of the ancient empire for over 30 years. <clears throat> she has fought the state of Louisiana, Corporation United States, almost single-handedly to get the land back that was illegally annexed. In 1993, the state of Louisiana agreed to return a portion of the ancient land, which encompassed 68,883 acres, approximately 100 and 106 square miles, now called Washita proper. The empress has a title of nobility because she is the rightful heir to the ancient nation, both of the United States government and the state of Louisiana frequently correspond with her, addressing her as empress of the Washita, the ancient ones. A Washita delegation traveled to Geneva, Switzerland in 1993 to file charges against the United States for acts of genocide against its people to petition the International Court for acknowledgement of the ancient indigenous nation so as to gain autonomy from the United States. In 1992, the the emperor, the Empire Washita D. Doug Demonia received international recognition as a sovereign nation and officially became known to the United States as Indigenous Nation Number Two Fifteen. So, all of this, all of this has been recorded. Uh, this is this has been recorded, and it and it's and it's a fact, and you can research it for yourself. Um, the 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 empress she was born she was born May fourth, nineteen twenty seven May fourth Thursday at high noon. 
and her mother, uh, her mother is Anna Frankie Jade, and her father was Fred Houston Washington. Um, so the 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 empress for those that haven't haven't done any research on her she she she's done a lot of she's done a lot of work to put put this uh sovereignty together and and most of the tribes were 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 directed to come under the empress because they were recognized as the oldest indigenous tribe in mm. North America and i mentioned about <clears throat> about uh poverty point the 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 mound there the mound in uh Epps, Louisiana uh the the empress resided most of spent most of her time in Monroe Louisiana but Epps Louisiana where poverty point is is the mound that is that is the sacred site though that is where the the powwows take place that is that is the sacred site that is that is directly aligned with the heavens so that was the landmark um, and that's that's the reason for the name Washita D Doug Demonia. Washita D Doug Demonia, meaning that the Washita dug the mounds. There, there's a verse in Exodus, um, in Exodus chapter twenty. It talks about if you go to Exodus chapter twenty, verse twenty, so verse twenty four, it says an altar of earth shalt thou make unto me and shalt sacrifice thereon thine burnt offering. So this was a part of the Washita culture was going to that, that mound and making a burnt offering. This is, this is the part of the rites of passage for the Washita tribe. So there, there was, there was, there was certain customs that they had as Washita and Similar to uh, the mounds across the country, I, I mentioned the Rock Eagle Mound, which is in Edenton, Georgia, which uh, which our ancestors could see because the only way that you you see that that Rock Eagle Mound is a is a, is an eagle mound is that you have to climb up a tower, and once you climb up that tower and you look down, you see that those rocks are in a form of a bird because they, we were we were called the bird people so that was that was the symbolism and then i'm going to go to one of the other mounds that that is in georgia omugli mound um i've i've been to to all of the mounds that i mentioned i've actually been to those mounds so i've been to omugli mound and you can actually go inside this mound and this this was a sacred site these these were the landmarks for the sovereign people here in the Americas. Um, so you had uh, Omugli Mound, you had uh, Rock Eagle Mound, and then we we have um, Poverty Point, which was also the sacred site for the Washita Nation, uh, right outside of Monroe, Louisiana. Um, it's called Poverty Point. So. Getting back to um, the 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 Empress, um, if you look at our seal on our seal, uh, the United Sabian Nation, it, it formerly the United, well, we're still the United Nwapian Nation. 
It says Yamasi Creek, Seminole, Washita, Independence since June 26, 1992, number 215, 1993, 208. So the filings were done by the Empress as well as His Excellency Malachi Kubini York. They did the filings uh, for us as, as sovereign people, as Yamasi, as Washita, and there was a link between those families. You had the Turners, you had the you had a Ben York, uh, him and Sakajawea had a child together, and she was and uh, Ben York was the half brother of of the Empress. They had the they had the same father, so the York was a part of the ancient ones as well, and they the Empress used the name ancient ones to reference the the longevity the longevity of those of that bloodline and in her book on page 19 <clears throat> she says yes it is true that the people of our nation have been mobbed the empire has been robbed we are an ancient people aunt francis lived to be 125 years old Aunt Delilah lived to be 128 years of age. They buried Grant at the age of 130 years. And he proved himself to be 150 years old. My cousin Alice is 122 years of age. My cousin Susan is now 112 years of age. Our own grandma, the black Cajun queen empress, 117 years of age. So when you hear that term, that term ancient ones, they were called ancient ones because they they lived to be a hundred years of age or more. So that's that was one of that's 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 what her book is titled, Return of the Ancient Ones. And her book is out there. You can probably, you know, find it on the Washita uh, website if you want to read the history. So most of the history is in her book. And then we have our own book that the Master Teacher put out called Let's Set the Record Straight. And a lot of the history of the Washita and the Mali, the, the, um, the, the Malians that came here, um, it, it speaks about them and how they came in and mixed in with the Washita. But one of the points that I want to establish as, as I'm speaking about the empress is that the government was a matriarchal government. And it was, it, was, it was a government of women, a society ruled by women. That's why you always had an empress. And the same thing with the, with the Iroquois, with the Iroquois constitution. It was a government that was ruled by women. They called it a petticoat government. Uh, because the women always ruled, and in, even in some of our some of our ancient teachings, when you go to the Pataraks, it, it speaks about how the women the women were respected. The women the woman whatever the women said, it, it went because we were a matriarchal system. Uh, the women uh, let the men sit in their council, so we were always a matriarchal society. 
here on on here in Americas and also in in Africa. They were matriarchal societies where the women ruled. So the first point that I need to establish with those that are trying to establish themselves as sovereigns through UCC or uh, truth in writing paperwork is that the, the sovereignty comes in line when you're tied in with a tribe with that has a land that has that has landmarks on their land that has women and children on that land because the sovereignty comes through the, the feminine um, as the feminine is the first person that initiates you because you come out of triple darkness. Triple darkness. We all come out of triple darkness, which represents the the womb of the woman, and that is that's the first person that initiates you. That's your first rite of passage is through your mother, and then the birth ceremony would be the second rite of passage, and then your naming ceremony would be the third rite of passage. So all of these play a role in your sovereignty. Uh, in terms of you being a part of a sovereign nation, uh, whether it be Yamasi, Washita, Seminole, Creek, etc., 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 it ties in to the tribe, and and that's why Baba said he built Tamaray as close to Rock Eagle Mound as possible, and that was the closest he could he could build it because. It was, a, it was a sacred land. It was a landing site for the ancestors. Uh, and those birds were markers for them to, to come down because there was a, there was a connection. And, and another thing that we have to establish is that the blood, the, 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 the blood types, you know, the O positive, the A positive, the B positive, we all had those blood, those positive blood types. And, you had the the Pleiadians that have the negative blood types, the RH negatives, the 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 all of the negative blood types, all of our positive, all of our blood types were positive, so we were linked in by blood, but it 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 it, it lined us in with the positive blood types because we know that we know that our ancient ancestors had O positive, right? All right, so it, it's important that we establish the the blood types of sovereign people being that of positive blood types. You know, you have these different shows come on talking about ancient aliens and they repre- they 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 talk about these Makasus having these RH negative blood types which ties them in with certain people. If you take um the the Dogon for example, they they say that they came from 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 the stars that they're star people or stellar people we teach the same thing in our culture that we we're stellar people we're star people we teach the same thing and that we have uh we have a link to our ancestors and 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 in order for you to line yourself with sovereignty you have have you have to have that link to your ancestors your ancestors that's that what's that that's that stabilizes your sovereignty. That's the the stability of your sovereignty, or the 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 authenticity of your sovereignty is through your your genetics, through your bloodline. You see, it it, it works that way. It's uh, you 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 have people that 
are pushing uh, sovereignty paperwork and they're, they're selling it to people for large amounts of money and they te- they're, they're making people jump through hoops, basically. Okay, the first thing you have to do, they tell them, is you have to go file it in a newspaper. So you have to put, you have to put it and make it public that you're, you have filed a UCC, that you're a sovereign now, so you file it. Then they tell you, you have to go and file it with the state you live in. And then they tell you, uh, you're going to get a million dollars for your birth certificate. And then they tell you, you have to resend all of your documents. So let's say that you've done, you followed the instructions to the letter. You've resended your birth certificate. You've resended your social security card. You've resended your passport. How do you move outside of the country now? If you have no passport, how do you move outside of the country? Let's just say, for instance, we needed to make a mass exodus and and you filed your sovereignty paperwork and you rescinded out you rescinded all of your documents. How do you move outside of this country? You you wouldn't be able to move outside of the country because you've rescinded all your documents. So you, you can't move. You're a sovereign now. You're 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 off was was off the so-called grid. How do you how do you um function and take care of your family as a man if you rescinded all your documents. And most of the brothers that are going out here doing this sovereignty paperwork are brothers that are are not real men because most of them are doing it to avoid taking care of their children, uh, paying their child support. Uh, so most of them work on the table or they out there hustling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or they, 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 they want to live lawless. Um, uh, a lot of the people that I've seen that were walking through those things back in 1999 when this whole sovereignty piece was first introduced to me uh, back in 99, and I saw people doing it and they were taking it and filing their houses and, and different things like that. And these were elder people that were already in their late 60s and 70s. They were filing every all of their house and all of their property under UCC and they started losing their properties and they just started losing everything. So I haven't heard of a lot of successful cases. Now, there may be somebody sitting here listening to me right now that's already filed their UCC paperwork. And to them, it may be the best thing since sliced bread. However, there's a lot of people that, ha- that have done this UCC paperwork that, that have been bamboo- bamboozled, hoodwinked, and they they've received no benefit from it. So for those that have filed it, that have received their million dollars, I mean, make it known. If you have something good to say about UCC and you filed one and you can give testimony, just make it known right now. Post it. Post it. Let me know. Post it on post it on this uh, this live chat after I finish the chat and post it and, and give me your testimony on your experience with filing the UCC and, and how it's made your life better. How has UCC made your life better? And what does it mean to you? Why do you need it? And how do you use it? Because most of the people that I've seen using it have have failed. And I'm in, I'm in Chicago, so I can't speak for any other place other than Chicago and the people that, 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 that I've been in, that, that I've come in contact with. And my experience was with people that were working 
under the guidance of the Empress of the Washita. All right, they were working. They were working with her. So there was people um, that were around the Empress, and that were coming around the Empress that were opportunists, so to speak. So you had people that were joining the Washita from the Moorish Science Temple. And we know that the Moorish Science Temple is a religious corporation. The Moorish Science Temple of America is a religious corporation. It's not a sovereign tribe. It's not a sovereign nation. The Moorish Science Temple of America is a religious corporation. All right? So we first let's establish that because you have you have Moors that say, oh, you, you gotta know you gotta know your law, you gotta practice your law, etc., etc., etc. And then they use this UCC piece and they they're they're um they're selling it to people and they're telling people in order for you to be uh, a sovereign, you you have to be a Moor. And you don't necessarily have to be a more if someone, someone comes up to you and you're a Christian and, and they want to sell you UCC paperwork and they give you the whole spiel about it and they tell you you have to be a more to do it. That's not true. Anybody can file a UCC uh, paperwork. So you don't necessarily have to be a more. Uh, I was over. I overheard a conversation, two brothers talking and the brother was saying, well, in order for you to file a UCC, you got to be a more. That means you got to be a member of the Moore Science Temple. And you know that the Moore Science Temple of America here in Chicago, you have different fractions. You don't just have one Moore Science Temple in Chicago. Because when when Prophet Noble Drew Ali made his transition, you had Mealy Eel, one of the Grand Sheiks, who was appointed by Noble Drew Ali. And then you had Johnny Givens Eel, uh, who was his driver. And then you had C. Kirkman Bay that set up his home thing. Um, so you have different fractions of the MST of A, the Moore Science Temple of America in Chicago. So therefore, you have you have uh, different uh, you have different points of view uh, in terms of how they see themselves, uh, who has the actual right of Noble Drew Ali's seat or his his station, and. From the documentation that I have, it says that Emilio was the was the rightful heir to Noble Drew Ali's seat. And the only reason that I'm bringing up the Moorish Science Temple because we had a lot of Moorish Americans that went down to Washita proper in, in Monroe, Louisiana, and they started working with the Empress. But these Moors that were working under and working with the imp Empress had their own personal interests in benefiting from being parts of the Washita and basically doing their own thing. They weren't, they weren't trying to follow a matriarchal system as was put in place by that, that, that is the law of the Washita. They were trying to put in place and incorporate a religious corporation into a sovereign tribe. And the Wash the Washita nation is not a religious corporation. It's it's a sovereign nation. And you can't say that, okay, I'm a Moor from the Moor Science Temple of America, and I'm coming in and I'm gonna institute all of these things from this religious corporation and change was already been established for for, for thousands of years. 
because the Washita the, the, the date back 3000 BC. They, they were already here. They were here when the when when, um, when the when the when the Moors and the Mali Moors came over and they they used the M-U-U-R and the Moors used the M-O-O-R. So that point has to be established that the Washita is a sovereign nation. The Moor Science Temple of America is a religious corporation. So you can't say I'm in the I'm in the Moor Science Temple of America and you know I'm a sovereign. And because the Moor Science Temple is is not is not a sovereign nation. It's it's a religious. It's 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 and they practice and they they practice Islam or Islamism. Uh, they they have their there's there's certain books that they read, the Circle Seven, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They have all of their they have their own constitution. The Washita has its own constitution. Any 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 nation is going to have a constitution that it that it follows, and the Washita had its had its own top its own constitution, which was not um, which was not the the constitution of the Moore Science Temple of America. So um, a brother asked me a question the other day. He asked me about the sovereignty, and 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 we have many of our brothers and sisters living down in the islands. And I don't know uh, in Jamaica and Trinidad and Barbados and people, people, I'm not going to mention any names, but people here in the States are selling people in the islands, Washita. I mean, not, they're selling people sovereignty paperwork and they're charging them thousands and thousands of dollars. Now, some of these people are part of uh, the Sabian nation and they 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 have been taken advantage of by these people selling this uh sovereignty paperwork or this UCC1 paperwork so i don't know how they're following it being that um they're outside of the americas because they're on some island so the the reason for me doing this video is to warn the people in those in those in those uh islands like Trinidad, Jamaica, and Barbados, that the the sovereignty paperwork that they're filing for you, it's 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 really of no benefit. It's 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 frivolous. It's it's like whatever they're promising you, they're promising you something that's this this that's not going to have any benefit to you. And I know that there's a there's a so-called chief that's uh, influencing people in Trinidad and get and, and charging them money to uh, do these uh, UCC1 filings in this, in this sovereignty paperwork. And the thing is, is this person that's doing that, he's doing it for his own personal gain. He's doing it to put money in his pocket because that person that's selling you that paperwork cannot uh, do, do any paperwork for you and make you a sovereign through this, these UCC1 documents. They, they can't do that. You know, they, they, their whole mission is to is to enrich themselves and enrich themselves off your hard earned money. So stop giving these people your money because what what they've given you, you can take in, and it's like toilet paper. I mean, it's, it's really it's like toilet paper. You can take and wipe your, you know, wipe your ass with it. It don't mean nothing. I mean, it's, it, it really doesn't mean anything. It's, it's not going to help you. Uh, advance yourself. It's not going to extend to you um, um, any any uh, million dollars. You know, it's, it's not going to be uh, instantaneous payday when you do this this uh, solvency paperwork. Um, um, I, I was 
I was talking about some of the points uh, on yesterday of how this 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 paperwork, this sovereignty paperwork, is is put together. And one of the brothers here in Chicago put out put out this paperwork. And I'm just I'm just going to read a little bit of it. Um, and it says, whereas I, John Doe, am not a man-made created entity, a corporation, a franchise, a subject of Britain, a British Commonwealth, the British Isles, the United Kingdom, or the Holy Seas, a citizen of England, a citizen of the United States, a 14th Amendment citizen subject to the jurisdiction of the United States, a citizen of America, a resident citizen or subject of any earthly territory, kingdom or land, whereas I, John Doe, am a child of the cre creative force, Elohim, who created everything that is, was, or shall ever be, an heir of the great mother, Elohim, and therefore my citizenship is on the soil while a sojourner on this earth. I exist on the, on the land commonly known as Illinois, a republic, April 18th, 1818, where the land will forever belong to the people, being established by we the people. Mother Elohim, who created all land and owns all land is sovereign, and so am I sovereign. Whereas I, John Doe, am a real life and blood living, breathing soil, providing that I am not a corp corporation and that I do not belong in the courts of the corporate corporate fictions. The entities named below are corporations and I hereby negatively aver their existence. City of Chicago, uh, Cook, Cook County, County of Cook, State of Illinois, District of Northern Juris, Ju, Judicial District of Illinois, Washington, D.C., United States Federal Corporation, United, United States, U.S., USA, United States District Court and all British Bar Associations and attorneys, lawyers, counselors, judges, etc., etc., etc. And this this is how uh, this sovereignty paperwork reads. This is this is uh, one of the brother one of the more brothers from the Moore Science Temple of America put this paperwork together uh, prior to 1999, um, and it was shared with me in '99. And to this day, in 2020. People are still uh, filing these UCC paperworks uh, with with the promise of it making them sovereign. Rob back, brother, with the promise of, of making them sovereign. So what what I'm saying that that those that <clears throat> that are already members of, of of certain indigenous tribes, be they Yamasi, Creek, Washita, Seminole, Cherokees, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, your 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 sovereignty comes through that tribe, you know. If you're under the umbrella and protection, so as as a sovereign, you have you have a government, you have a constitution, you 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 have um, you have different things that 
your government or your sovereign government provides for its citizens and its subjects. Uh, it's, 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 it's a system that, that has been, been in place all the way back to, uh, you know, us setting up the, the constitution of the, of the Iroquois. So, you know, we've always had uh, uh, sovereign governments in place that has nothing to do with uh, UCC uh, uh, filings. And I, I hope that I'm, I'm making this uh, plain as possible because I know that um, you, you, you have people that have been doing this. Um, for example, you had people in New York uh, that were selling a lot of sovereignty paperwork in the early 90s. I don't know if they're doing it now, but I knew of people in New York that, that were doing it. And what they this is what they would say about the people that were coming to them to get the paperwork. They would say, well, oh, I got 10 more crash dummies because the people that were selling it hadn't even filed the, the sovereignty paperwork themselves. They were they were using they were using people as crash dummies and they were calling them crash dummies because they weren't filing the paperwork themselves. They were letting other people go out and file it and do it to see what would happen. And this is what they thought of people that were coming to them, paying them three and four and five thousand dollars for UCC paperwork. So they they don't really care about uh the welfare or the soul or the, or the families of, of these people, you know, they're, they're just doing it for financial gain. They're not doing it to help anybody to them. It's all about the dollar. It's all about them making money and en enriching themselves uh, at the expense of somebody that didn't have, you know, four or $5,000 to give uh, in return. They thought that they was going to get a million dollars and all of this, all of these monies. So one of one of the thing one of the other things that I was pointing out on yesterday was um, I didn't I didn't have the legal term on, on yesterday but I have the legal term now it's called uh, the doctrine uh, the doctrine of discovery um, the doctrine of discovery is what it's called uh, the British grant to cobalt take possession of lands in spite of occupants currently residing there uh, discovered people were to be subjugated and brought into faith. Christian powers viewed indigenous people as lawful spoils or prey of their civilized conquerors. So you had the Catholic Church pushing this doctrine, doctrine of discovery on indigenous people all over the planet. Um, and they, they would go in and they were basically uh, coming coming to places like here and they would plant their their flag and they would put in place things like the black codes to stop indigenous people from buying land and stop indigenous people from doing different things. And this was put in place by the Catholic Church. It's called the Doctrine of Discovery. You can go on the Internet and look it up. Doctrine of Discovery. And they they the Catholic Church has done this all over the planet in 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 uh Working with the with with the with with the British, they have done this all over the planet. So you see these missionaries come in, and they say that I'm God represented. I'm God's representative on Earth, and they plant their their flag. And they've done this. They've done this worldwide. They've done it in Africa. They've done it here in America. They've done it all over the planet. And they they basically just 
they disseminated uh, a lot of the, the indigenous people's culture. Uh, some of you have probably uh, read the book, The, uh, the Trail of Tears. Um, and, and with that, during that period, what they were doing is they were creating these records or roles of different uh, families that were indigenous. And if some of you go and do your own research, you'll find out that a lot of your family were already part of some of these indigenous tribes. Um, some of you, some of your families were already a part of, of some of these indigenous tribes, especially those from the South, like, you know, North Carolina, yeah. and South Carolina, and in the Tennessees, and in um, different places like that. Uh, a lot of us were, were already indigenous people because a lot of our ancestors were, were, were already here. Uh, remember the Omax and the, in the um, in some of the Africans, they walked over here and vacationed over here, and at some point, you had the the mixing of the Asian and the African that brought about your uh, your Native American, um, your Native American. But you had indigenous people that were already here, like the Washita, uh, for example. Uh, so you know we've we've been here and we've been sovereign for some time. So there there's no need for someone to go out and uh, file a UC, UCC1 paperwork and say, okay, now I'm sovereign because I have the paperwork. Um, how do you protect the paperwork? Uh, because one of the things that, that people contend is that now I have my UCC paperwork that, um, that, um, that, um, that, 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 that I can't be arrested, that I don't have to pay taxes, that I don't have to do this, I don't have to do that. And, and, and that's not a good reason for resending all of your documents. Uh, I, don't, I don't see that as a good reason. Uh, uh, that I don't know, brother. I don't know, if he re, I don't know if he resended the doctrine of discovery now. But see, see what happens is what you, what you have to realize is that if you, if you go, um, if you travel around the country or you travel around the world, um, I was in Ghana uh, and I went up, I was in the... Um, the Ashanti Kingdom, and I, they have a museum there where the Ashanti King lives. And in, inside the museum, they have all of the uh, former kings of the Ashanti Kingdom. And what I noticed uh, that took me back was that all of the popes of those of those kings had 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 visited the uh, the Ashanti. And they have they have an alliance with the um, with the Catholic Church, and I, and I saw a very disturbing video with the um, current Ashantihini uh, uh, chief of the Ashantihini, which is um, which is in Kumasi, which is in West Africa, and he was doing some sort of ritual or ceremony inside a Catholic church. Now. You know that 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 really took me back because you have the Catholic Church that that has that's, that has propagated this doctrine of discovery all over the world, and you know even in even in West Africa they have their churches. You you go into certain areas in the mountains and you you have a Catholic church, and they you have a Catholic church on you know in in the mountains and they own all of this land in Africa. It's not just, you know, the, 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 um, 
the uh, Asians that, that are in Africa, you, you know, you have the Catholic Church that's all over Africa and they have ministries and churches set up. Set up. You have the um, you, you have the um, Church of Latter-day Saints, you know, all over Africa, prop propagating uh, Christianity. And, and what they're doing is they're they're um, they're um, they're indoctrinating these these people and they're 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 taking away their 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 ancient culture and their connection to their ancestors and replacing it with with their holy bible and, and Jesus Christ and they're de they're debasing these people and and robbing them of their souls basically you know they're 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 selling their souls to the catholic church and it's it's, it's an unfortunate that is that is that is happening in africa because we know that that africa was um colonized by the british you know the British colonized Africa, and one of the, one of the things that that, that the uh, British were, was trying to do is they were trying to acquire all the sacred artifacts of the Ashanti Kingdom, namely the golden stool, which descended right out of, right out of the heavens. Um, this this is this is the British, and they have set up you know the Odd Fellows Lodge right there next to the Cape Coast dungeon or the castle where they had missionaries on top of that dungeon that would put these Africans under spells, would put these Africans under spells and give them new names and ship them off to the different islands and ship them off to the different Americas. So, uh, you know, Africa was colonized too, you know, they, they were colonized too by the British and they were put under spells and a lot of them were still under the spell. A lot of our people are still under the spell, um, and and we, we we have to reconnect with our ancestors. You know, we have to reconnect with our ancestors. I looked at one of the uh, uh, one of the one of the charter, not one of the charters, but one of the certificates of one of the one of the chiefs or kings that had been initiated into the Oddfellow Order uh, there in. Um, in Ghana, and, and it had the Queen of England on the front of the certificate. Uh, and we know that the 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 the, uh, the Grand Lodge of England, you, you know, is one of the largest Masonic lodges, largest Masonic orders in the in the in the world. You know, they have thousands and thousands of members all over the planet. Um, and 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 we know where Prince Hall comes from. They were they were chartered by the Europeans as well. The African Lodge in Boston was chartered by the Europeans, and they, uh, you know, in the Masonic Lodge, when you get up to the thirty-third degree, they call it the Sovereign Grand Inspector. So you have you have brothers, you have African Americans here in Americas that are joining the Masonic Lodge with the, with the, um, with the benefit of they want the benefit of becoming a sovereign through the Masonic Lodge. Um, and, and, and that's not that's not that's not a, a form of real sovereignty either, because it's not through your birthright. It's not through your bloodline. It's not through uh, your genetics. So um, there was a brother who was Prince Hall and he told me once he linked up with the Washita that he really felt the, uh, the, the sovereignty and that the sovereignty was real, uh, realer than what he experienced when he went to Mecca. And and um, went through that 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 whole process of becoming a sovereign grand instructor uh, of the Scottish Rite. So, um, 
just wanted to put that out there. Um, I, I don't, I think I've, I've covered everything that I, that I need to cover at this point. Um, there's a lot more that I wanted to share, but I think, I think that, um, I've done my best. I've hoped that this, this helps someone. Um, and, and that, that was the purpose of me doing this video, uh, is to help people that, that are in the process or are considering filing a uniform commercial code. If, if you are a member of the United Sabian Nation worldwide, there's no need for you to file sovereignty paperwork. If you're a member of the Washita uh, tribe or the Seminole or the, or the Creek or the Amasi or any of these sovereign tribes, there's no need for you to file sovereignty paperwork. Uh, because it, it, it tells you right on our seal, a government of retained sovereigns, indigenous Aborigine natives. Um, Dr. Malachi Ziyok already filed the paperwork for our tribe. Uh, if you're a member of the Washita, the Empress already is, is filed the paperwork. It's already been done. There's no need for you to go and file UCC1 paperwork. You're already a sovereign if you're a member uh, of one of those uh, tribes, or if you're a member of the Sabian Nation worldwide, that's all that I have for now. I'm gonna I'm gonna say why do and and I hope that this uh, helps somebody.